Engaging conversation on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, I'm Janet Morana, the Executive Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our program. Well, here we are, post Roe v. Wade being overturned. Uh, you know, June the 24th, 2022 at 10, 10 a.m. Uh, will be another one of those days that will live in infamy uh, that I, I truly believed in my lifetime I would see the overturning a row, but it really did happen. And I know we're all very excited. But of course, unfortunately, the other side has become totally unhinged. Uh, they have acted like oh, well, now women can't have access to abortion. I'm like, hello, wait, hold, stop, please. There are several states, I think it's up to eight now, have passed laws that they're going to still make abortion legal till birth in their states. So we're talking about uh, New York, California, you know, both coast abortion capitals, uh, (coughs) excuse me, uh, Vermont, New Jersey, Illinois, and this is growing. Three governors uh, in uh, Oregon State, Washington State, and California all got together and had a big little press conference and announced, that, oh, don't worry, we'll be the abortion tourism states. We're going to help women come to our states to kill their babies. It's horrible. And the other side is so unhinged uh, that the very people who are helping pregnancy centers, giving women real choice, they're damaging these centers. It's terrible. And so if you're in favor of choice, why are you only want to protect abortion centers where they're killing babies and you don't want to help pregnancy centers where they're giving women real choice? Well, joining me today is the president of Heartbeat International, one of the largest, the largest network of pregnancy centers, Jarrell Gotzi. Welcome to the program, Jarrell. Great to be with you, Janet. Great to be here to <laughs> celebrate the moment, uh, you know, being now in officially in the post-row world. So we're excited for uh, where we're able to be. And, you know, like you, I didn't think that it could happen. I mean, I, I thought it could happen sometime in my lifetime, but we are so excited that it is now official and that we're living in our post-row world. But we're also a bit crazy um, uh, dealing with some of the uh, ramifications. Uh, as you said, that there are uh, I, well, I guess there have been a number of attacks against pregnancy centers, and we count more than 40 where there has been physical damage of some kind, uh, ranging from spray paint on uh, messages on the on the on the building itself, uh, but also you know bricks and rocks thrown through windows. And sadly, um, I think there's now up to eight or nine that have had uh, been damaged by fire, either firebombed or uh, some type of arson. And of course, uh, we're grateful that, uh, to our knowledge, there's been no um, scenarios. And what's really crazy, I think you said the, there's an, there's, there's an unhinged nature to what's happening with the opposition. Right. Uh, and to me, it was very, very, an odd thing. Like, okay, uh, you have, you have this Supreme court ruling and then what's the first thing that, that the, um, the abortion proponents think to do is go and attack what Catholic churches and pregnancy centers. Like what, like what did, what did any of that, that had to do with the Supreme Court ruling makes no sense whatsoever. And it, right. like you said, it actually damages the ability for either of the institutions to really help women who are, are facing an unexpected, unplanned pregnancy, which is exactly right. what pregnancy centers do. 
Well, you know, Jarrell, I'm going to show now um, we have some pictures of some of that damage because I want, I want our viewers and listeners to understand that this is real. It is real, like you're saying. Uh, and some of them, we had to edit some of these out because the curse words were so obscene. Uh, I, so I'm only showing pictures here where you could at least tolerate uh, the wording. But some of them were obscene language and the firebombing, the destruction of these centers. It, it, it's just despicable. It really, really is. Uh, and all kinds of symbols they put. Almost some of them are demonic symbols, actually, mm -hmm. uh, on, on the centers. Um, it, it's just criminal. And, you know, for people who don't realize about uh, the pregnancy centers of, of Heartbeat International, I think a good portion of your pregnancy centers are uh, medical clinics, aren't they now, Jerome? Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, I, we counted about 70 percent of all of the all of the pregnancy centers uh, that are connected with Heartbeat are are, are providing ultrasound services at the least, right? Many of them are providing STD, SDI testing. They're trying to help people who are in these situations. And, and of course, to, to come into work one morning and be confronted with these types of, uh, not it's not just the damage, right? It's it's not just that the, the buildings were damaged. It's not just that that they were attacked. It's also the nature of the message. If you read some of these, right. they, they're basically saying, right. if abortion's not safe, neither are you. That's a threat. Right. That those are That's those right. are threats against people, which, which is sad on so many levels because it's the the pregnancy centers is where people of 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 good Christian faith have been been walking out their conviction about helping women not need abortions, right? So they've been doing this as volunteers. They've been doing this out of the kindness of their heart in a compassionate way, and yet now they're under threat, under threat of of some type of physical harm or at the very least this is I, I think we've even finally had our some of our elected officials talk about this being domestic terrorism because that's exactly right. what's being done is that that there's the effort is to terrorize those that have given their time their energy and their heart to provide services to those facing an unplanned unintended pregnancy and right. at no cost to the woman like this makes no sense whatsoever janet None whatsoever. And, and the good point you're making there, Jarrell, I think, is uh, the people who work in the centers, like some of them are paid, some of them are volunteers, but you feel violated that your safety, like, oh, my goodness, if I come to the center today, are they going to attack us while we're here? Yeah. You know, it's a terrible feeling. And then what about the clients, the, the very women who are coming to get that free ultrasound test to see is this a viable pregnancy or not, you know, that's the thing the abortion clinic doesn't even do for them. You know, if they do an ultrasound, A, they don't let the woman see it, and B, it's just a search and destroy mission ultrasound. They just want to see how big is the baby so we know what method we have to use to kill the baby. Right, Jarrell? So, exactly so at least at the pregnancy center, you know, very often, Maybe this isn't even a viable pregnancy. Maybe there's no heartbeat or whatever. Guess what? If that woman went to an abortion clinic, they'd perform an abortion on her, even though it's not a viable pregnancy, right? And, and charge her those mo the money, right? They, they would walk away right. with their, uh, their cut of that particular procedure. And that's also contrasting to pregnancy centers who don't charge anything for our services. We, we do this, we provide uh, certainly ultrasound, material services, relationship counseling, so many other things at no cost whatsoever to that woman. We're, we're not here to profit from her decision, unlike, unlike those in the abortion industry. 
Well, they're only there, uh, Jarrell, to, to sell an abortion. I mean, it's right. so ridiculous. But you know what I think is, is even more disturbing is that the politicians on the left, you know, people like Chuck Schumer, who um, threatened justices, but then weren't there other politicians who were also threatening? Tell us about some of them were threatening pregnancy centers. Well, this is, you know, there's been a, a, a like a longstanding um, threat, so to speak, from from some of our very left leaning abortion loving elected officials. But in the midst of all of this, when Roe gets overturned, Senator Elizabeth Warren decides to jump up and say something about pregnancy, crisis pregnancy centers are somehow harming women. Uh, of course, she's doing that, and she's doing that in the in in a claim to try to want to do something about that. She wants to do something about crisis pregnancy centers. Now, think about that. Massachusetts is one of the states that you called out earlier that they are affirming abortion. They're going to, you know, it's a very blue state. They're going to continue their support of abortion. And the only thing that that Elizabeth Warren can think of is to go after pregnancy centers. Now. That only makes sense if you think of someone absolutely championing abortion, right? Not not a right. woman's right to choose, but the absolute insistence that she and she chooses abortion. And that, of course, is unconscionable in my mind. Like this clearly kind of rips the veil off of whatever rhetoric they would have about about the right to choose and really uh, shows how they're that and particularly Senator Warren, as well as others are. Are actually seem to be in the in the back pocket of big abortion and really are doing their bidding, kind of kind of uh, looking to eliminate the competition that might be for that that woman's harder mind. Never mind that there are women who don't know that they want abortion, who are not sure and are being sold an abortion. Uh, but certainly those that are that that don't know where to turn, where else can she turn uh, if if uh, if for for help to that for those that won't profit from her decision. That's what pregnancy centers do, and that's what Elizabeth Warren is, is out to pre prevent. It's unbelievable. And when you think about it, Jarrell, I mean, uh, people like Elizabeth Warren, like you're just saying, they're only selling an abortion to that woman. Uh, and and if, I'm sure if you go to their websites, you'll see their campaigns are funded. Their political campaigns are funded by Planned Parenthood. So they have a direct interest in and even you know our vice president kamala harris when she was the the district attorney in california when she ran for the, the u.s senate do you know she was at a, a planned parenthood fundraising banquet and then they held an event for her for her election to the senate of course we all know from that she went on to become vice president so the connection with these politicians and planned parenthood is like this that they're like married they're married together <laughs> Absolutely. And this is one of the things that kind of drives us crazy because uh, we know that the, the government, the U.S. government has been supporting Planned Parenthood in particular to the tune of, I don't know, half a billion dollars in taxpayer money. And then we find out from their own annual report that they usually end up with a profit of about three hundred and fifty million dollars every year. You know, just looking over the last few years. And then what do they do with that profit? They, you know, of course, they say it doesn't come from that. That's a 501c3. But they will actually use their action arm, their PAC money, to invest about that amount of money, about $300, $350 million, to help their own political uh, friends get elected. So it, it's no surprise that there's a connection there. It's a sad scenario is what it is. And if anything, we should be rushing to help moms not box out competition for big abortion. That's right. And, you know, they're acting like women aren't strong enough uh, 
to have this baby and then make a plan to either raise the child yourself or an adoption plan. And, and the other thing that I don't hear any of them, it's again, cricket silence, is that we have safe haven laws in this country so that any woman, maybe she thinks she wants to go along with that pregnancy, gets to the hospital, has the baby and says, I can't do this. I don't even want to take the baby home. Well, guess what? They can walk out of the hospital, no questions asked, because the safe haven laws that are in all 50 states. So, I mean, this idea that they can only sell an abortion, but that they want to destroy the very people who are offering them options, to me, is just so crazy. It is, um, it is crazy. And, and you would think that uh, our friends who have been so interested in making sure that the government is, is supplying every, all their needs would actually be working on supplying the needs that help more adoptions to happen, that help right. women in these situations. You know, we, I have been grateful for Texas that have stepped up and said, you know what, we're going to do this. And they're doing it now to the tune of $100 million uh, every year that they're, that they're moving to those that moms that are in, in unplanned, unintended pregnancies who are for healthy pregnancies. They're doing everything they can to help Texas moms have every opportunity to have success without abortion. You would hope right. that some of these states that even as they champion abortion would also think about the moms who don't want one or who may not want one and feel forced into that decision. Right. And you know what I always say, Jarrell, I, I really wish with the taxpayer money that goes to Planned Parenthood for killing babies, wouldn't we be happy? You really want choice. Why don't we take whatever that amount is and cut it in half? Half goes to Planned Parenthood and the other half to the pregnancy centers. Wouldn't that be a miracle, Jarrell, yeah, to get that, that would, kind of funding? That would be a miracle for sure, Janet, absolutely. <laughs> but that's real choice, wouldn't it be, Jarrell? That's yes. choice. Because yes. now, now you're funding both streams, not just the abortion stream. You know? That's true. I, I was talking to a reporter who asked me a question. Uh, well, uh, do women often, in the pregnancy centers, do they often choose abortion? I'm like, yes, it happens. You know, we, we don't force them into that choice. Some some women can't, they just can't see past that as an option. And that's what they choose. And we pray for them. We love on them. We want to help them because we know that there's going to be issues down the road from that decision. So we want to continue to be for this. Not what we wanted, but it's what they ultimately chose. You cannot say that same thing about the abortion industry. We know, we know for a fact that nine out of 10 pregnant women that walk into a Planned Parenthood will leave without their baby. Conversely, right. when you have nine out of 10 pregnant women that walk into a pregnancy center, nine of them will keep their will keep their baby. So it's it's a, it's quite a diverse scenario when you think about which door will they walk through. I know. And and again, you know, at, at Planned Parenthood, uh, they're really only selling abortion. And I find the funniest thing, Jarell, is because of the overturning, you know, of, of Roe v. Wade and, and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, in states that are now going to be abortion-free, mm -hmm. well, if you're providing all these other services, Planned Parenthood, that you claim you're, you've been doing, why are you going to close? You can still do mammograms, which, you know, they claim they do that. They don't. they don't. There's that no. one mammography machine in any Planned Parenthood in our nation. Nope. In fact, what they do is they give you a referral slip and send you off to some other place. But if they do all this uh, women's health medicine, then why would you need to close if abortion is just a small fraction? Three percent, three percent. They told us, you know, what was a few yeah. years ago. This is their grand message. Oh, abortion is not that big of a deal. It's only three percent of our business. Well, clearly, uh, it's a little bit more than that. If if suddenly abortions can't be done, and the only thing that they can do is close their doors. 
So th right. th there's been some some uh, some finagling of the of the truth here along the way, and and it's certainly not been the pregnancy centers. So the the centers, you know, that you've been speaking to, um, mm -hmm. what kind of help has Heartbeat helping to do? to counter all this negative stuff. And also too, I, I want you to talk about what they're, they're doing to the centers on social media, because maybe some of our people can help combat that, but. That's a good you know, point. Uh, <laughs> where where we, we've seen, like, like I said, there's been over, um, over more than three dozen, more than 40 actual incidents of direct damage where, you know, uh, broken glass, uh, vandalism, direct damage. But there's been a lot more, a lot more than that, that have been kind of the, um, the malicious mischief, where they've gone into uh, Yelp reviews, they've uh, they've they found them on Facebook and 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 writing bad things. Some of that can be corrected uh, by the centers. Others of it can't be because they're on these other platforms. Like Yelp is a good example. Uh, when they when they're creating bad Google reviews, and, and of course they're not users. They're not following the correct protocol. They're just doing it from afar. They're they're um, they're they're. They're messaging what they want to against uh, someone that they don't like versus what, what happens when actual clients tell us how we've done. And this is one of the things that's kind of amazing. You know, there's been several studies we've been able to do uh, about uh, client satisfaction in pregnancy centers. And it's amazing because in two different studies, we had uh, one that the CareNet did we had 97% satisfaction rate. And one that we did, which was over five years worth of data, uh, would actually had 98% satisfaction rate. Now, who in the world has that kind of, I mean, that's better than Chick-fil-A yeah. has. And we know that everybody <laughs> loves Chick-fil-A, yeah. right? But that's right. exactly what happens because pregnancy centers love and support women in their pregnancy. And that's not what happens elsewhere. Um, but, but, but our friends uh, watching now can really help in several ways. One of those is at the, at the very least, know who your center is, uh, pregnancycenter.org or optionline.org. You can find the locator, find that pregnancy center in your area and just reach out to them. And if nothing else, say, say kind things because it is the pressure is intense. Waking up every morning, not knowing whether you're going to walk into a damaged building or you're going to find that you've, you know, overnight that, that, that there's been some, um, some of this vandalism, that's become a very tense situation into what is already a very challenging environment. Uh, so if you can reach out and just say, hey, we, we're with you, we love you, we're praying for you, of course, donate, connect with them, uh, uh, provide uh, resources, help however uh, uh, however the Lord leads in that situation. But at least let them know that you're standing with them, that you're standing for them, and that you're believing in them and what they're doing. Well, brothers and sisters, that means you go to pregnancycenters.org. Again, pregnancycenters.org. All that you have to do is put in your zip code, and it will show you the closest pregnancy center to your address and you've got to be an ambassador now. A, first thing is go and visit them. Thank them for their work. Maybe you might see the great work they're doing and offer to be a volunteer for the Pregnancy Center. Or if you can, become a donor to the Pregnancy Center. And then go a step further. Go to your pastor and say to them, Pastor, do you know there's a Pregnancy Center 10 minutes up the road, whatever it is from our church? And in this environment right now, shouldn't we be telling people in our church bulletin where the center is and seeing how we can partner with them. So, you know, everyone watching right now and listening, um, we really, really have to step up right now because the other side is trying to attack the pregnancy centers. Pregnancy centers are trying to help the women. We've got to come alongside the pregnancy centers right now and be cheerleaders for them. And then like Jarell is just telling us, 
If they're attacking that pregnancy center on social media, I want you to go to their Facebook page. I want you to like them. And I want you to put a positive comment there and then go to Yelp and do a good Yelp review. Say, oh, I just was at that pregnancy center. And, and oh, they have classes for these women. All the services are free, medical help, whatever they need. You have to help counter this left-wing demonic culture that is attacking our pregnancy centers. Because you know what they're doing too? They're making the clients afraid to go into the center because of all this, this rhetoric they're doing. So we really have to step up right now. And then, Jarrell, tell us about, because, you know, my my heart goes, well, wait a minute. Where, where's the government to help protect the pregnancy centers? So as the president of Heartbeat International, what what have you found out that is, is our government even lifting a pinky to help here? What's going on? Well, there's good news is uh, we've been talking, we've had conversations ourselves as well as many of the centers that have been under direct, directly damaged have been, have been talking to uh, uh, representatives from the uh, FBI, Federal Bureau of Investigations, uh, and also from the Department of Homeland Security. The, the, fortunately, uh, these agencies are paying attention. You know, they're, they're even deploying, uh, reminding pregnancy centers, they're actually proactively calling pregnancy centers uh, and, and reminding them that something like the FACE Act, which was originally uh, created and, and, and put into law to protect abortion clinics, actually also is supposed to protect pregnancy centers so that there can be more... Um, uh, some very specific charges against those that are damaging the the centers, and so we we have yet to know of any uh, actual arrests yet, but we are, we are hopeful that somebody will be uh, um, caught in the act and and uh, charged because I think that's the only thing that's going to slow down continued activity. Uh, but we're grateful that that uh, that even now our Department of Justice is agreeing that this is an act of domestic terrorism. And so while we would want more from our Department of Justice, we're a little challenged by the kind of slow reaction from the Biden administration. Um, right. But w- at least there's some steps in that direction. And we have had good interactions with our local FBI and local Department of Homeland Security folks. Well, and of course, the people, uh, our pro-life family out there, if you see something, say something. That's right. right. Uh, you know, if you're in the neighborhood and you see someone lurking around the pregnancy center, call the police right away. Don't wait till they get the spray can out and they're spraying. You see people, someone looking suspicious, hanging outside that pregnancy center, do them a favor, call the police and let the police come in and evaluate the situation before they can do damage. Well, you know, Jarrell, I I also don't want to forget to remind everybody, um, because right now, of course, the abortion industry is amping up chemical abortion, as you know. Uh, They're saying how um, even in states where they outlaw abortion altogether, they're going to still, because the FDA is letting you mail uh, RU-46 through the mail, the chemical abortion, oh, we're going to just mail it into those states. And in fact, Jarell, I saw a report, it made me like, oh, there's a thing, I don't know if you heard of this, called Plan C. Mm-hmm. And this is a group, they're, they're looking how to challenge getting the pills into states that have banned abortion. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're... This one, I saw this on an ABC News report, right? She's taking um, like dried beans, okay, and, and measuring them into a like a pill bottle, putting the pill bottle in a thing and shipping it into states, such random addresses to see if they get to the destination mm. in a state that has no abortion. So they're literally trying to see, okay, we're, we're going to do this anyway. We're going to let women in that state get medical abortion. 
just I know from the Silent No More Witness campaign, the, the testimonies of women who've had chemical abortion is horrific. They mm-hmm. see their baby in the toilet. They see little fingers and toes. They're, they're doubly traumatized, more so than a surgical abortion. But at Heartbeat International, you have some good news, too. If people hear of someone who took the first pill, they haven't taken the next dose, and they changed their mind. Just let's do something positive. Let's talk about Abortion uh, Pill Reversal Network, okay? Thank you so much, uh, Janet, because that's exactly what what we've been running since 2018. Uh, Thankful to Dr. Delgado, who kind of launched the whole idea of abortion pill reversal, because that's what can happen. Uh, It's using just, it's using progesterone. Uh, It's a high dose of progesterone that's designed to outcompete the abortion pill, which is mifepristone, RU46. And if she reaches us early enough. There's a window of time. uh, It's about 72 hours that if, depending upon how far along the baby is, we have up to a 70% chance to see that baby saved from abortion. Now that's not just saved from the risk of abortion, that's being saved from the midst of actively being aborted. And so we're we're grateful for that opportunity. We've had more than now 3,000 babies uh, that have, and counting. Uh, We we hope to announce an even larger number soon, Um, but we've been excited to have, offer the, to offer that service. We have a number of nurses that are standing by 24 seven, able to help her connect with a local provider and get to that progesterone because it is not something exotic. It's something that, uh, that a woman produces in her own body when she's pregnant, she creates progesterone when she's uh, maybe under threat of a miscarriage, you know, from it's usually from low progesterone. So doctors will quickly prescribe that. So we're excited to be able to provide that to, to cast some kind of hope and light into what is a, a very dark issue because chemical abortion is on the rise. We, I know you know this, Janet, that the, that the Guttmacher right. Institute itself, abortions uh, um, research arm, has reported that there are more than 54% of all of all abortions in the U.S. Are in 2020 were chemical. Right. And so right. some people are saying that it could be as high as 70% in 2023. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the need for abortion pill reversal is going to be even greater going forward. And again, the website they go to, Jarrell? Abortionpillreversal.com. Okay, abortionpillreversal.com. So in closing, brothers and sisters, we have some homework assignments for you. We're going to review. Go to pregnancycenters.org, put in your zip code, and go to a pregnancy center. That's your homework uh, for the next few days. Uh, Make it sometime within this next week. Go to a pregnancy center, see what wonderful work they do, introduce yourself, and maybe, you know, you might, God might put in your heart that you can volunteer some time for them maybe make a donation, and then spread the good news about that pregnancy center far and wide. And of course, let's keep this all in prayer so that the centers are protected and that as we go forward in a post-Roe America, we will give women real choice. So, Jarrell, thank you for joining me. And of course, I'll be praying nonstop for you guys because you are just such dear friends. (laughs) Thank you, Janet. Thank you for your friendship. Okay. God bless. Well, brothers and sisters, before we go out, just a quick reminder, you know, the subject of abortion is being discussed all over the country. You might need some tools to talk about it in a good authoritative way. Well, my brand new book, Everything You Need to Know About Abortion for Teens, but I also say it's for adults too, is chock full with information. I talk about the hard cases, rape, incest, life of the mother and everything. And then in the middle, there's a beautiful baby album of the unborn child starting at seven weeks. If you'd like to receive a copy of this book, just go to abortion 
and teens.com. I'll personalize it for you. And we have big quantity discounts for schools and youth groups. And I'll do a free class for them to a Zoom after they've read the book, Meet the Author. So again, abortionandteens.com. Order it today so that you can discuss this among your circle of influence. Well, thank you for joining me again. This is Janet Morana, Executive Director of Priest for Life. God bless. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.